Good morning, good morning, good morning, morning, morning. Hi, how are you? Are you all good? I am glad. <laughs> oh my goodness me. Again, I've woken up in a very, very, very good mood for some unknown reason. I don't know why. But, oh my goodness me. Um, so, I hope everyone is as happy and, oh, just as feeling as wonderful as I am. I have, what have I got? Um, I've got a scavenger hunt for you and it's a rainbow scavenger hunt. So there you go. I have a fun fact from Ariana. Um, so hi Ariana, I was I haven't heard from you for a, for a long time. I was beginning to wonder whether you were still joining us. <laughs> um, my daughter finished her uh, exams yesterday, so we're having a movie night tonight because um, to celebrate her finishing them, even though she looked forward how can you look forward what child looks forward to exams <laughs> i never did but apparently she did and um she thinks she smashed them so um nothing like confidence is there <laughs> anyway um apparently today one of the days today is national pizza party day so i think because it's that day and we're already having a movie night i think we might have a pizza party as well Ooh, combine the two sounds good to me so let's start because we've we've done all eight questions this week um so i thought for the weekend because quite a few people have said that my biscuit recipe sounds yummy and that they're going to try it over the weekend so i am really looking forward to finding out whether you like the biscuits um and also if you've got them decorated or if you've just left them plain um what shapes you've got um and if you've got any pictures of them i would love to see <laughs> So, but I thought for the weekend, um, it's quite nice weather here. Don't know about where you are, but it's um, it's been quite nice here for the last few days. So hopefully it's going to stay that way for now. And I'm going to let my children do the rainbow scavenger hunt um, over over the weekend. So... If you've got a pen and paper, if not, I will put it on Facebook anyway. But if you have a pen and paper, you can write down what I'd like you to find. Do -do -do -do. So we need to find something and it doesn't matter what it is. It can be anything. Something red. As I said, it's a rainbow one. We also need to find something yellow. Something orange something green something blue and something purple and 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 then name 
a fruit that's red. An animal that's yellow. I can't think of an animal that's yellow. Oh my goodness. Um, a vegetable, not a fruit. A vegetable that's orange. A plant that's green. Mm. And a flower that's purple. Ooh. And then something outside anything at all it can be but it's got to be outside and it's something blue outside so there you go that is what i would like you to find now ariana has sent in a fun fact okay i have tried it so um it is correct um so you can also try this at home um so she says, if you stand in front of a wall, okay, now I was a bit thick at first because <laughs> I was a bit silly. Because when she said stand in front of a wall, I was thinking you stood in front of the wall with your back to the wall, with your arms outstretched. And I was thinking, well, how do you touch the wall? <laughs> Obviously, what she meant was, um, and she clearly didn't think that she needed to say it um because uh people would know what she meant and obviously it took my daughter to point it out to me um so standing in front of the wall facing the wall with your arms extended out in front of you with your palms flat against the wall okay now, you do have to press the wall. She didn't say that, but I found out that you do have to press your your palms against the wall, not just rest them. So um, you take your hands down after a little while. Then um, you rotate both arms 360 degrees, so in a circle, okay? Standing in the same place all the time. So, after you've done that, you then try to extend your arms with your palms flat against the wall again. Why can't you touch the wall? Why can't you do it? Why won't it let you? Or why won't your arms let you? Well, it's because your muscles are now tensed up. And you need, the, or they need time to relax before they can stretch out again. So you shouldn't be able to extend your arms, even though you haven't moved further back or anything. You shouldn't be able to put your hands on the wall the same as you were. So let's see if you can do it. Who knows? <laughs> so well done, Ariana. Thank you very much for sending in that fun fact. Um, and uh, let's have a look at the impossible question. So, oh my goodness me. Let me find out. Um, Ruth, Ruthie, you are um, the, the asker. Hmm. 
the person who has sent in the impossible question today. Um, and it's you want to know why are animals such different sizes? Which it's true, isn't it? They are very, very different sizes. So if you lined up the animals that live in any habitat from a vast forest to a deep ocean, you would find a huge range of sizes. The largest whales weigh around two trillion times more than the smallest water mites. And even more amazingly, the spread of species in each habitat is quite even, meaning you won't find one habitat where all the animals are huge and another where they're all tiny. So, why are the oceans home to creatures such as large blue whales and as tiny as krill? Why do some mammals grow to the size of a truck while others could perch on your little finger? Each part of the world, even your garden, is packed with habitats of different sizes. A whole forest can be a habitat, but so can a leaf. Just one single leaf or the space under a stone. Being bigger may help an animal to stay warmer, move faster or catch larger prey. But bigger animals also use up energy and resources faster. If there are lots of big animals in one place, they all end up competing for the same types of food, drink and shelter. And they can't all win. Instead, nature seems to favour a wide range of animal sizes, with each species adapting to find food, water and shelter that other animals can't use. How amazing. So in nature, bigger doesn't mean better. Different means better. Elephants may be able to tear down entire trees, but they can't sip nectar from flowers like a hummingbird can. And lions might be great at catching zebra, but they'll never beat ants at creeping into a picnic and making off with the best snacks. <laughs> can you ask another impossible opposite question? Hmm. Use real opposites to come up with an answer. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to uh, give you another impossible question because um, this one, again, is... Well, this one actually is my daughter, Um she asked, if everything is made of atoms, which we found out the other day, um, are feelings made of atoms? Oh, my goodness. So feelings happen in our brains. And like everything else in the universe, 
our brains are made of atoms. However, when we feel a feeling, our brains aren't simply firing up certain areas that mean fear or joy or excitement. <laughs> like most impossible answers, it's not as simple as that. Scientists believe that every feeling has three parts. Okay. One, your brain notices changes in your body. Two, your brain searches old memories and thoughts, trying to make sense of these changes. And three, your brain produces a feeling that makes you want to behave in a certain way. So, imagine that you're standing at the top of a steep ska skating ramp, okay? Before you've had a chance to think anything, your heart begins to beat faster, your mouth feels dry, your palms are sweaty, your muscles tense up. Signals from all these parts of your body reach your brain. Okay, to work out what on earth is going on, your brain scans your memories for helpful clues. And it uses this information to quickly produce a feeling that makes you want to behave in a certain way. If you have memories of successfully skating down a ramp, your brain might take note of your faster heart rate and your dry mouth and sweaty palms and produce a feeling of excitement. But if you're standing at the top of that ramp for the first time, or you remember falling off in the past, your brain might interpret those same body signals in a different way, producing a feeling of fear instead. How awesome is that? So feelings are reactions that happen in your brain, which is made from atoms. But when your brain builds a feeling, it's drawing on your experiences and your imagination. So we will never be able to make take a bunch of atoms and use them to build a feeling. Every feeling is unique to the person feeling it. Wow. So, do plants have feelings? Have you ever seen a happy house plant? A terrified tree? Or a cross cactus? It's impossible to know for sure because we can't ask a plant how it's feeling. But we can do some detective work by designing experiments that give us clues. Ooh. We know that human feelings happen in our brains because we've just said that. And that they help us respond to physical changes in our body. Plants don't have brains, but they can sense changes inside and around themselves and respond to them. So are they just feeling feelings in a different way? Oh my goodness me. To find out, one team of scientists grew a group of thale cress plants and played them a scary sound. The crunching noise of caterpillars chewing leaves. 
Would you believe the plants responded as if they were really being attacked, flooding their leaves with chemicals that instincts uh, insects find disgusting? In another experiment, tomato plants being nibbled by insects released smelly chemicals into the air. When other tomatoes detected those warning smells, they began preparing for, a, for an attack themselves by making their leaves toxic to insects. Were they feeling angry? And you know that lovely smell of freshly cut grass. That's an alarm signal too. I never knew this and I am... Oh, awful. I think it's terrible now. <laughs> Damaged leaves release smelly chemicals into the air. When grass on the other side of the lawn detects these, these chemicals, it begins moving nutrients away from the tips of its leaves into its roots. Now, are they doing this because they feel scared? Probably not. Although plants can sense changes and respond to them, experiments like these have found no evidence that plants feel angry or afraid before they react. Feelings help animals to react quickly by comparing what is happening around them with past experiences. But plants don't seem to build these inner worlds. They just respond automatically. So you can climb that tree, roll on the grass, pick that apple or make a daisy chain without worrying. The plants probably don't mind at all. So there you go. <laughs> so we had lots of uh, lots of information there, didn't we? Um, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing now. There we go. Right. What are um, the days today? Well, I've already told you that it is National Pizza Party Day. And that sounds brilliant to me. National Devil's Food Cake Day. Oh, a lovely chocolate cake. Yummy, yum, yum. Um, National Bike to Work Day. Now, I can't do that, I'm afraid, because it would take me all day to get there. Because um, I live too far away and I have to go on the motorway and I don't think that they allow bikes on the motorway. Um, National Endangered Species Day. So things like giant pandas, um, rhinos, anything like that. It's their day today. And I love this one. National May Ray Day. <laughs> that is um, the day when... Uh, you're supposed to celebrate um, summer coming. Uh, you're supposed to grab your shorts and dig out those summer dresses and go out for a picnic. Maybe go out for a picnic and um, tomorrow plan a picnic today, but do it tomorrow when it's the weekend. And just enjoy the rays of the sunshine. Go on, go on. Why not? <laughs> oh, dearie me. Right, I am going to read Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Love this story. So, here goes. Once upon a time, I love the start of stories that like 
that do that, that say that. Once upon a time, there was a little girl called Goldilocks. She lived with her father and mother in a little cottage at the edge of a wood. Her hair was so long and so golden that everyone called her Goldilocks. And even her mother had forgotten what her proper name was. Oh my goodness. Goldilocks used to play in the fields and woods all day long and pick blackberries when they were ripe and primroses and bluebells when they were in bloom. You can play anywhere you like, said her father, but Goldilocks, you must not follow any little path that goes deep into the woods. Why not? asked Goldilocks. Because, said her father, deep in the woods live the three bears in their cottage and they may catch you if you go near them. <gasps> three bears in a cottage, said Goldilocks in astonishment. Oh, Daddy, what fun! Do let me go and visit. Oh, don't be so silly, said her mother sharply. They'll eat you. Oh, but Mummy, said Goldilocks, I would like to see bears that live in a cottage just like us. Do they clean the front door, Knocker, and wash the front doorsteps just like we do? If you ask any more silly questions, said her mother, I'll send you to bed. And mind, Goldilocks, do what Daddy says and don't go following any little paths into the heart of the woods. Well, of course, Goldilocks thought and thought and thought about the three bears who lived in a cottage and the more she thought about them, the more she wanted to see them. She was not at all an obedient little girl and at last she made up her mind that she really must go and see the three bears. Oh, I won't go at a time when they're likely to be about, she thought, just in case they might eat me. I shouldn't like that at all. Now, when shall I go? Goldilocks was closely watched by her father and mother, for they knew she was disobedient. She found it very difficult to go exploring in the woods to find the little path that the bears used. I shall get up very, very early in the morning, she decided at last, when Mummy and Daddy are asleep and then go and spy on the three bears. They'll be asleep too, so I shan't come to any harm at all. And won't it be fun to say I went and saw the bears in the wood? Everybody will think I'm very brave. So the next morning when the larks were singing and the sun was sending long, slanting rays through the trees, Goldilocks got up and dressed herself. She slipped out of the cottage door and ran into the woods, skipping and dancing as she went along. Where's the little path? Where's the little path? she sang. And then she suddenly found it. Oh, it was the dearest, tiniest path she had ever seen. And it seemed to invite her to run along it. It wound here and there as green as could be and was bordered each side by wild strawberry plants whose little red strawberries gleamed red in the sunlight. Goldilocks didn't stop for those, though. She was much too excited and anxious to get to the bear's cottage. She ran along happily. The path wound in and out through the trees and then at last ran right up to the little white gate.
gate. On the gate was ra- was painted bare cottage. It led to a little cottage rather like Goldilocks, only much smaller. She stared at it in delight. Oh, I wonder, I do wonder if the bears are at home, she thought. I'll peep and see. She tiptoed up to the front door, which was open, and looked in. No one was about at all. Goldilocks pushed the door right open and walked in. I expect I'm the first little girl who's ever called on the three bears, she said to herself as she looked around. She was tired after a long walk and looked for a chair to sit on. There were three. One very big, one not so big and one very small. Father bears, mother bears and little bears, said Goldilocks as she saw the three chairs. I'll try father bears. She sat down in the great armchair. Oh my, she cried, jumping up again. It's much, much too big. I'll try mother bears chair. She sat down in Mother Bear's chair, but she didn't like that at all. Oh, it's so hard, she said it ought to have a cushion. I'll try Little Bear's. She sat down on Little Bear's chair. It fitted her perfectly and was as soft and cosy as could be. This is lovely, said Goldilocks, settling herself well into it. Then... Crack! It broke and down went Goldilocks on the floor. Oh dear, she said, what a nuisance. I do hope Little Bear won't be cross. Then she caught sight of the table. It was laid for breakfast. On it were three bowls of steaming porridge. One very big... One not so big and one very small. Oh, the bears have porridge, cried Goldilocks in delight. I didn't know bears ate porridge. I wonder what it tastes like. She took up a spoon and tasted Father Bear's porridge. Oh, she cried. It's too hot. It's burnt my tongue. Oh, I'll I'll try Mother Bear's. She put her spoon into Mother Bear's porridge and tasted that, but she didn't like it at all. Oh, it's not sweet, she said. I don't like it. I'll try Little Bear's. She tasted Little Bear's porridge and that had treacle on and was as nice as could be. What lovely porridge, cried Goldilocks. I must have another taste. She went on tasting until it was all gone. When she had finished, she looked around the room and saw stairs leading upwards. I wonder if there's a bedroom, she said. Do bears sleep in beds? I would like to know. She ran up the stairs, came to a tidy little bedroom with three beds in it. One was very big, one not so big and one very small. Oh, I'll try Father Bear, said Goldilocks and climbed up onto it. She lay down, but she didn't like it at all. Oh, it's much too hard, she said, and climbed down again. Then she tried Mother Bear's bed, but she didn't like that either. It's much too soft, she said. I'll try Little Bear's. She climbed up 
on the little bear's bed and snuggled down. Oh, it's lovely, she said. It's cosy and warm and just big enough for me. She put her head down on the pillow and what do you think? She fell asleep. There she was in the three bears' cottage, sleeping soundly on little bear's bed. Oh, it was really a very silly thing to do. Now, all this time, the three bears had been out for a walk to let their porridge cool. After a while, they came back, wiped their feet and stepped indoors. <gasps> then Father Bear suddenly saw that his chair had been sat in. Who's been sitting in my chair? he growled angrily. And who's been sitting in my chair? cried Mother Bear. And who's been sitting in my chair and broken it? squeaked Little Bear sadly. Then Father Bear looked at the table and saw that his porridge had been tasted. Who's been tasting my porridge? he growled crossly. And who's been tasting my porridge? said Mother Bear. And who's been tasting my porridge and eaten it all up? squeaked Little Bear, crying. The three bears couldn't understand it. Let's go upstairs and see if anything has been touched there, said Father Bear. So up they went. The first thing Father Bear saw was his bed, all crumpled and crushed. Who's been lying on my bed, he growled. And who's been lying on my bed, growled Mother Bear. And who's been lying on my bed and is sleeping there now, squeaked Little Bear in the greatest excitement. All at once, Goldilocks awoke and saw the three bears staring at her in angry surprise. She was dreadfully frightened and jumped out of bed at once. The bears made a grab at her and just missed her. Down the stairs she fled as fast as ever she could with all the bears lumbering after her. I'll catch her, cried Father Bear. I'll catch her, cried Mother Bear. I'll catch her and eat her like she's eaten my porridge, squeaked Little Bear, tumbling over the mat. But they didn't catch her. She was too quick for them and ran panting down the path and into the woods faster than she had ever run in her life before. Soon she had left the bears behind and after a long while she reached her home again. I'll never, never, never be disobedient again, she sobbed when she told her father and mother all about her adventure. But they scolded her and sent her to bed for the rest of the day just to make sure. And you'll be glad to hear that she never was disobedient again but grew up into quite a nice girl. As for the three bears, nobody knows what became of them. They moved away and were never heard of again. <laughs>
I love Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It's such a lovely, lovely um, story, isn't it? So, I'd be very cross if somebody came into my house and ate my porridge and jumped on my chair and, oh, broke it. Oh, I would be very cross. So don't anybody ever do that. <laughs> anyway, do you know what? I received my first letter from my pen pal today. Um, or oh, yesterday, sorry. So today I'm going to reply to her and send my first letter. I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to love having a pen pal rather than just messaging people. It's so much better. <laughs> so um, anyway, I am going to go... Um, I'm looking forward to seeing pictures of your biscuits and, oh, anything else that you like to send pictures of, definitely. <laughs> and I will see you all tomorrow for another story. So, until then, make sure you take care and you stay safe. And I'll see you all again tomorrow. Uh, bye. For now.